Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Lawson, what are you <sighs> thankful for this morning? Oh, I am thankful that, uh, oh, yesterday me and my dad went go-karting. Yes! <laughs> And it was great. Went to the like the big outdoor track in Cameron Park where all the really, really quick go-karts are. And um, I got pretty close to the lap record, so I'm like, I'm happy with that. And uh, and it's just classic with my dad when we're, we're on the way out and he's like, oh man, we should buy one of these things and you should drive it. And I'll, I'll mechanic. <laughs> yeah. So you're he's like, he's like, and I'll, oh, and, and when we buy it, like the first thing we'll do, we take the motor out, put it on the bench, open it up, put it back together, put it back. And then we'll just like, and I'm like, dad, like that sounds great, but I, I'm not really that into it, you know, like it was really, really fun, but, um, you know, to put that much effort in just to go and do some track days like but Lawson you gotta understand it'll be really <laughs> no, this cool is, this is your dad this is your dad's <laughs> really true so but that was really fun that now, was Lawson, really fun Lawson I thought I used to think that we were mates <laughs> I can't believe you went go-karting you and your dad went I thought I was mates with your dad as well yeah you know and where's my invite <laughs> No invite. Did you really want to come? <laughs> Actually, I couldn't have made it yesterday. But exactly, you can never make. I really it. do want to go. I do <laughs> okay. want to go and check out okay, this new yeah. course. Well, I you do want to do that? You can call me when you have time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might. Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I'm not good at instigating these kind of. Things. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for. Um, I'm grateful for 2020. Oh yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a cool year, you know. Twenty twenty is. I would love to be born in twenty twenty. Yeah, like that would be awesome. Two zero two zero. It's got a nice, got a kind of nice kind of ring to it. Oh, you just got so many jokes. You know, it's like oh, how many twenty twenty vision jokes have got? Oh there? yeah, it's, it's just like... the best. <laughs> it's just the best. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. This is Peter, Paul and Mary with Early in the Morning. Help me find a way, help me find a way, to the promised land, this lonely body, needs a helping hand, I ask the Lord to help me, please find a way, when the new day is a dawn, about my early prayer, I pray to the Lord, won't you lead me Come, find the world in shame When the trumpet blows Won't you call my name Won't you call my name When the thunder rolls And the heavens ring When the sun turns black Never shine again Never shine again When the trumpet blows Won't you call me please Call my name Welcome back to Faith FM. We are coming to the time in the morning when we're getting into some of our good news right around the world. But before we do, of course, we have our quiz. quiz. time. Our quiz. All right, Lyle, who am I? I told Hezekiah to get his house in order because he was going to die. Man, that is the easiest <laughs> Yeah, word. that one that is. Was like, oh, come on. Yeah, okay. So, no double prizes up for grabs today because it's particularly easy yes, because so. I preached on this particular chapter this last Sabbath <laughs> so, at East Maitland Church. So, there you go. But you can give us a call 1 800 324 
843 and you can win a prize if you know the answer completely free. Hey, maybe you're at that sermon. Maybe you were. Maybe, and yeah, you're, you're, you're hanging for a prize. And, and, and if you don't know the answer, then maybe you should come to the Curry Seventh-day Adventist Church. Curry Curry, I think it's called. We could call it Curry, but Curry Curry, Seventh-day Adventist Church, this Sabbath, and you might just get that sermon <laughs> this, or, this coming weekend. Or you could come to the Raymond Terrace Seventh-day Adventist Church and get a different sermon by myself. So Which is, uh, has nothing to do with this particular chapter of the Bible. Like, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are you preaching on? Um, I'm going to be... My sermon is called While We Have the Light. Cool. And I'm going to be speaking... Based on a passage from the Gospel of John? Yes. Yes. Um, and using, uh, I guess, an illustration from the book of Daniel. Oh, cool. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so... What chapter? Chapter one. I mean, I am I am even more intrigued. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So, yeah, come epic. out. It'll be great. Please. Um, but, yeah, let's get into some news across the world. I got some, I got some pretty... Pretty positive news, and if we have time, we need for some positive it. news today. Yeah, I got um, some. There's a lot of there's a lot of negative news coming out of the bushfires mm. right around Australia, but particularly New South Wales, Victoria. Mm. Um, and so we need some positive news right now. I got some positive news, but then some at the end. Maybe if we get to it, a little bit controversial. But ah, bring it on, bring it on. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So, so first news story for today. This is a really, really amazing. The FDA has now approved a new treatment, a new drug to treat pancreatic cancer. Which is fantastic because this drug in particular um, has been found to give pancreatic cancer patients um, double the lifespan, you know, of the time that they that they have their pancreatic cancer, which is that's good, huge because that's pancreatic massive. cancer yeah, yeah, is like... notoriously one of the most dangerous yeah. cancers yeah. Uh, that you yeah. know. Um, over five years, there's an 8.7% survival rate. Yeah. So only one in 10 people make it out of pancreatic cancer. It's something yep. extremely mm-hmm. serious, it's something, something extremely dangerous. Um, and this particular drug, it's called uh, Polo, um, is just doing wonders from the trials that they've already done on about 200 people. Yeah, they've found that, um, that this drug really you know they gave it to a bunch of people at different stages that they cancer and it either it either you know really halted the progression of the cancer until you know a great while later or it you know just gave them that extra time um which is a step in the right direction as they're still trying to find out okay what treatments can we actually do to give someone more time Mm. um in that particular circumstance is a real is a real blessing. So now that this has been fully approved, um, we're going to be seeing, you know, in the next couple of months, a rollout of this. The FDA is, of course, an American association, um, but I can imagine if, you know, the FDA is approving something, then, you know, it won't be long until we'll see it in Australia as well, and we'll see this this type of thing mass-produced. We don't have any numbers at the moment on what exactly this would cost, but honestly, anything to help pancreatic cancer at the moment is a step in the right direction mm. because... We are really at a loss as to what we can do, you know, to, to, to send this cancer into remission. You know, you can do chemotherapy and whatnot. But, yeah, it's really rough and it's really good to see that good things are happening in that space, you know. Um, there's, there's something good coming out of the, uh, the, the medical industry, which is often what people don't focus on or what people don't talk about. Um, another really, really cool story that also has to do with health as well. Um, this absolute legend from Ireland called Liam Duggan, um, he is just the bomb. In 2016, he was like, I want to raise money to build a children's hospital. That's like his life dream. He Mm -hmm. wants to build a children's hospital. And he started by just holding up a cardboard sign out the front of a cafe. He's like, I'm going to raise money by doing this. And I think he started to realize at that point, like, okay, I probably can't build an entire (laughs) children's hospital. I'm just thinking that's pretty ambitious, a cardboard sign. And yes, we have a hospital. But his first goal, he wants to buy an MRI machine, like a decent one. And an, okay. And a decent MRI machine, they have a price tag of around, you know, in terms of Australian dollars, around, you know, one and a half million Australian dollars. All right, dollars. I'm back to thinking that that might be ambitious for somebody with a cardboard sign. Okay, so check this out. Over the last 
four years. It had just started with him and a cardboard sign. Now it's, you know, they've got little platforms and they've printed a bunch of shirts and all this stuff. They have raised over, this is amazing, they have raised over $200,000 towards this MRI machine and they're hoping, like, and this is without any sponsorship, with they've just been, like, you know, sitting on the street corners just asking people for money. But because of the attention that this is now gaining, because of the amount of money they're raising, they're now getting more and more people who are chipping in more starting and more. starting to snowball. Yeah, it's starting to snowball and they, they reckon by 20... 2021, maybe 2022, they'll have the, you know, one and a half million dollars to be able to buy this MRI machine. That's awesome. Which is so cool, which is just the coolest thing ever. Like, it it just shows, like, I can just imagine myself, like, would I just wake up in the morning and just think, oh, I have the capability to raise a million, like, one and a half million dollars to buy an MRI machine for a children's hospital? Like, no, that's not something that you think, because it's just like, oh, that, that's impossible. That's, that, like, that's, it's ambitious, as you said. Um, but this guy here, Liam Duggan, so, he's just so passionate about it. He's just like, oh, like... I, if I, obviously, you know, this guy, he, you know, he has his own work, he lives his own life, but he's just got, his hobby is being passionate about children's hospitals and, and like helping out people in need. And so he's just taken a real stand and said, I'm actually going to do something about it. And like they're $200,000 in and this is snowballing and just getting bigger for them. You know, this is just the beginning. So I think that this is just an incredible initiative. Um, I think that that it's just, it's just the all good feel good story. Like there's no other way to feel about this than, wow, this is just the coolest thing ever. So um, I am stoked on that. And of course, I think that they have a, man, they're not even running a website. I can't even find, okay. Yep. No, they have, they have a charity. It's called Coins for Kids Island. Coins spelt with a K because Irish people do that. And um, yeah, Coins for Kids Island. And you can uh, make a donation to that. The last thing I wanted to talk yes, about. Yes, bring on the controversy. Controversy. Yes, okay. Yes. So, an all-girl heavy metal band has recently become relatively famous. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not, you know, that those things exist. But the reason they've become recent, like, famous is because they're actually based in Indonesia. And mm-hmm. one of their big things is, is they're all Muslims and they all wear hijabs and sing to about their faith okay so this is a religious group yeah that's interesting i wonder how you know i'd like to talk to the local imam about that maybe and find out his reaction to a an all yeah it's kind of like very very counter islamic it it feels different you know because there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of things going through my mind right now it's like wow okay like it, it it's this kind of weird place of like is is that normal? And I think of Christian. No, it's not normal. Like it's not normal. There's, there's no question about it. even amongst Christianity, this would be like okay. Well, there was like back in back in especially in the nineties. I mean, there's been they've supposedly th- heavy metal Christian bands and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, a um, bunch of them. An all girls one would definitely sort of catch your attention. Like okay, that's something different. Um, heavy metal is not. A genre that it has a lot of female artists. Mm. It's not dominated by female artists, and so here you've got a band that's dominated by female artists, and is Muslim, and is faith based. Mm. That's and, different. And, and the interesting thing is, is like, like it's not counterculture. Like it's not against Islam. Like they're still well, yeah, very see, devoutly see, this Muslim. This is the thing. When I initially, I'm like, oh, that's kind of anti-Islam, but then it's not. It's just like. Yeah, and especially in the past, like it, I tend to think there's going to be a bunch of uh, conservative clerics who are going to be upset by this. Like in in like we- really upset in Western culture because you know punk and heavy metal music has been used as a tool against Christianity, you know, in Christian society, and then like they're here in this in this Muslim society, and they're like, oh well, yeah, hey, send us, give us some thoughts. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Tell us what you think about this. This is the soul stirrers. Oh, 
Welcome back, guys. That was uh, Soul Stirrers with Peace in the Valley. You're listening to Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. Yes. Nobody's answered this one yet, so give us a call, 1-800-324-843, if you can answer this one. Who am I? Okay, who am I? God told me to name my son Maha Shalala Hashbaz. Maha Shalala Hashbaz, yes. Maha Shalala Hashbaz, uh-huh. um, which happens to be the longest word in the Bible. There you go. Okay, so if you are expecting... <laughs> and looking for baby names, may I suggest Mahershal Al Hashbaz yeah. as an excellent name. Um, you can call him Baz for short. There you go. 1-800-324-843. If you know the answer to this quiz, you can do that. And if you're going to name your kid that, also please call us and tell us because we would love to know <laughs> who out there is keen to name their king, uh, their king, their kid. Mahal Shalal. Mahershal Al Hashbaz. Yeah, that. I did suggest this to my wife when we were expecting... And it didn't happen. You were promptly <laughs> rejected yeah, with that, yeah, that nah. requ- request. But it's a pretty awesome name. It, it is it, an it awesome made something like uh, uh, hasten the speed the speed the something or other hasten the spoil. It's all about you know uh, attack and it's a very masculine name. Oh yeah. It's um, a military operation. I can't remember all of the, the meaning for the name, but, um, yeah, it's got something to do with, um, yeah, attacking and conquering and gathering spoil, although it did, in this case, of course, refer to uh, the Assyrians, I believe. Mm. Anyway, if you know who Mahershal Hashbaz's father was, give us a call. All right, so one of the biggest parties of the year, of course, is the party that takes place after the Golden Globe Awards, which is happening this Monday, and Mm -hmm. I don't normally talk about the Golden Globes here on Faith FM, uh, but this particular party is having a 100% plant-based menu this year for the first time ever. Wow, okay, so this is this is the mainstreaming of uh, of veganism right mm-hmm. here. Uh, they want to raise awareness of food consumption and waste around mm. the world. Uh, they want to send a signal about climate change and the benefits to the climate of a plant-based diet. And of course, this is hosted at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, California. Um, and their chief executive, a uh, man by the name of Matthew Morgan, was actually quite surprised when they came to him and said that they wanted a 100% plant-based 
menu for mm. one of the biggest parties of the year. Um, and these things include items like king oyster mushroom scallops. Yeah. Which sounds absolutely disgusting to me. Yeah. Because I hate, I loathe mushrooms. But anyway, um, <laughs> wild mushroom risotto. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> Along with roasted. Now, here's this one. This one I could eat. This one sounds delicious. It makes my mouth water just reading it. Roasted baby purple and green Brussels sprouts and carrots. Now, that's got to be you can, just amazing. You can eat all of that, like Along with a chilled golden beetroot soup served as an appetizer. Mm. There you go. So that's the menu. Um, and, of course, here on Faith FM, we support a plant-based diet. Mm. Because a plant-based diet is uh, definitely the closest to the Edenic diet you get in uh, the book of Genesis. And one day we will all eat a plant-based diet in heaven where mm-hmm. we will be living in a place where there is no death. Yeah. Speaking of death, okay. Uh, where do you get more? what causes more death, a plant-based diet or a carnivore diet? A carnivore diet? No. Are you talking about like killing flowers or something? Okay. No, no, no. I'm talking about sentient beings. Um, I'm really confused. <laughs> That's right. This is, uh, this is why I love to hit vegans with... No, but vegans who are vegans for the, for the sake of uh, save the animals, mm. a plant-based diet has a much, much higher impact um, with much more animals being killed than a meat-eating diet. How, wait, why? Okay, so if you take a standard uh, a, a, a standard crop, for example, um, and you know a uh, a recent um, farmer assist program that I'm familiar with um, in three days was shooting twenty kangaroos per acre just to um, keep those kangaroos off of the vegetation that was being grown. That's a, that's a lot of. Um, warm, furry creatures being killed. Mm. But that's a very, very small proportion of what actually takes place because with a plant-based diet, you are spraying massive amounts of insecticides and killing literally billions and billions of insects. And if you look at the intelligence, for instance, of an ant, um, they are arguably more intelligent than dogs. They're Mm. just not as cute. (laughs) And so if you're looking at the number of animals that are being killed and the number of lives that are being taken. Um, and, you know, who says that the life of an ant is of less value than the life of a kangaroo? Hmm. So there's my, there's my uh, controversial oh, little man, piece this, this morning. Is, so this is why I support a plant-based diet for health reasons, not for animal protection reasons, because animal protection is actually a myth. <laughs> okay, there you go. No, it's been you know what? right here on Faith FM. This is the thing: is that if, we if, just, like- if we just become subsistent farmers and we don't kill all those things because we live in the bush. Okay, there is such a thing as organic farming, but even in organic farming, you still do a lot of pest reduction. Why? Why you just ruin everything? Like why? Are you <laughs> just having fun ruining things this morning. Clearly. All right. Well, okay. What else? Next is going story. On? This one, uh, I, I think this is a good news story, but it's got a bit of a sad news twist to it. Um, okay. So, would you uh, be prepared, Lawson, to be turned into compost? Hopefully, it's when I die. When like, you die. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Would you, would you have a composting burial? Yeah. So, this is actually becoming a thing. Um, it has been a thing for like the last 6,000 years because people bury people in the dirt. Um, <laughs> but somebody who's buried in a coffin in the dirt, the body can actually last for like a 1,000 years, you know, particularly mm. if it's a good quality coffin. Um, and so you know, basically what people are looking at you know, is cremation the solution. You know, cremation is bad for the environment and burials that take place in a coffin are taking up lots of space. And so they're saying, you know, is this actually sustainable? Mm. There's also the cost that's involved. And so they've come up with con- composting burials, also known as natural organic reduction. And so basically what they do is they take your body and um, place it in a mixture of straw, wood chips and alfalfa and soil. And over a period of just four weeks, and of course, and this is the kicker to it, they've patented the method. 
<laughs> so that they can make massive amounts of money out <laughs> yeah. of it. Because the whole, um, yeah, the whole, you know, burial industry, uh, funeral industry is um, really does trade a lot on people's emotions. Mm. Um, but yeah, each body um, produces on average about 760 litres of soil. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. There you go. Yeah. Um, and that soil can then be returned to the relatives. They can plant a memorial garden or they can use it, you know, to for a public greening project or, you know, whatever they want to do with that particular soil. Um, and, of course, they found a way to commercialise it here in Australia. Oh, in Seattle, they've built a facility that um, can do about 900 of these uh, composting burials per year. Mm. But here in Australia, a burial is worth around about, on average, $8,000. A cremation is, on average, $3,500. And a composting burial would be worth about $8,000 as well. That's really expensive. It's very expensive. (laughs) Uh, But Mm. they're talking about creating memorial parks. Now, this is one of the things that sort of goes through my mind. All right, so let's say that uh, you do do this and you have it donated to a memorial park. Does that mean you go there with your family and your kids and everybody and play Frisbee, you know, sort of on top of Grandpa? Does that have a – is that a positive or a negative? Yeah. You know, I see that as a massive positive. I think it's a massive – because I know that uh, my grandpa would love the fact that he was contributing to the happiness of his great-grandchildren. But other people don't feel as – some people feel a bit icky about it. Yeah. And one tonne of CO2 is saved for every burial doing it this way. I think we should just have a system where we can uh, just bury people straight in the ground and they compost naturally over maybe a little bit of a longer space of time. But we should have a way of being able to bury people at a much cheaper rate than what we do Um, so that we can particularly help out the poorer sections of our society who cannot afford to have an expensive funeral when somebody passes away. This is uh, Francesca Battistelli with Forever Love. You are my forever love You are my forever my forever love you are my forever love from the bottom of my heart I'll sing to you from the depths of who I am I love you with everything inside I'll run to cause all that I my forever 
Welcome back to Faith FM. We have another clue for the quiz. Oh, no, we don't, because someone won. Yeah, oh, they did too. Somebody just called through with the answer. Congratulations to Zainab. Yeah, shout out Zainab, mate. Yeah, she's just awesome. That's that's our that's one of our first first prizes first, first one of the year. You, yes. And of course, the answer was Isaiah. Yes, which means that we move on to another quiz. Oh, we do. Too. Yes, let's mate, do another quiz. Let's see if we can. Let's see how many quizzes we can get through today. What do you got for us there, Lawson? All right, here we go. Who am I? I went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. All right, if you know the answer to that one, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call or text us on 0491-064-669. Right now, of course, um, Australia is facing a bushfire crisis on a magnitude that it has never, ever faced before. And stories are coming from right across, you know, the country, uh, right across the continent of uh, various people and how they have responded to the bushfire crisis as it has approached. Joining us on the phone this morning is Shannon from Batemans Bay. Shannon, welcome to the show. Uh, Good morning, guys. Now, Shannon, um, yeah, you were in uh, Batemans Bay area and, of course, that has been recently um, really um, affected by fire. Just wondering whether you can run through us a little bit of your experience. Now, which fire was it that, that threatened Batemans Bay? It, there's been so many fires and they all have these different names and it's all starting to get yeah. uh, a little bit confusing for everybody. So which fire were you guys facing? Uh, we were faced by the Currawong Fire, which is sort of on the Clyde Mountain. It uh, rolled in behind Batemans Bay on Tuesday. And, and, and how big of a fire was this? Uh, it was uh, the biggest fire we've ever seen in the area. In 94, we had some really big fires here, but this far surpassed that. Um, we've lost well in excess of 200 houses just in this uh, small area. Wow. Was this a kind of fire where, you know, if you'd have had enough resources, you could have actually stopped the fire or was, you know, it, 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 was it just unstoppable? No, this fire was just unstoppable. Um, where, where I'm situated, I'm reasonably close to town and the, I'm only uh, three houses from my local fire brigade. So there, at any one stage, there could have been 20 or 30 uh, um, um, fire brigade units here, but the, the, the fire was just unstoppable. It, um, it just rolled through so fast. We had uh, um, multiple um, aircraft in the air, helicopters, and it was just, uh, it was just in, so intense. It just uh, it couldn't be stopped. Now, as this fire is approaching, you know, we're all instructed to have a, a bushfire emergency planned for our yep. home. Did you have one in place yourself? Yeah, yes. Uh, we've set up a, an escape and evade um, um, actions. So because where we are with a fire and we're on a reasonably high point, um, we were able to uh, escape back into the town of, um, of Batemans Bay uh, where, where there was not as much fuel. Um, so, yeah, we were prepared to go at about 12 o'clock. We'd already prepared all morning, Tuesday morning, preparing the house. Um, and at about 12 o'clock, it got really intense. Um, I suppose the interesting thing that I found, because I was so close to the firefighters, I could see the fear in the firefighters' eyes because they know more than I do what was going to happen. Um, and they were already telling me at that time that so many houses were gone. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we prayed as a family and, um, we, we knew what we had to do to escape, but, uh, we stayed and fought and, um, saved the house. Um, we were under ember attack and, um, were able to put that out. We were only probably a hundred meters from the fire front and, uh, we sort of back on to an industrial area at Bateman's Bay. And I would say there was oh, in excess of a hundred explosions in the industrial area of cars exploding, uh, gas wow. bottles. Um, one of the uh, multiple buildings were lost in the industrial area, but a, uh, a car wreck has exploded. So I can only assume a lot of the noise was from that, from uh, actual car petrol tanks exploding. So, yeah, it was just so intense for that uh, period of time. Um, yeah, it was, what, um, yeah. what, was, what was the scene 
as that fire, you know, a hundred meters away from your home, as you look towards the fire, what what were you seeing? Uh, we were seeing flames. Um, I don't know, thirty, forty meters in the air. Um, it was just that the uh, the wind was travelling in in a in a good direction for me. That uh, not a lot of ember attacks attacked us. Um, uh, it, it, it pushed it all into the industrial area, which was uh, was good for the houses around my area, but needless to say, not for the people that owned owned uh, structures in the industrial area. Yeah, so a lot of businesses impacted there. Now, was it the wind yes. direction, or was there other factors that influenced you to stay at that particular time? Um, as I said, we prayed earlier on, and I, um, in, in, in our family prayer, I asked God to lead us um, to, uh, with, with the Holy Spirit to tell me when to go. Um, and even though it was, the, you know, the fire was so intense, um, we did have a good evacuation plan. We knew we could get out. Um, so I felt that it was still safe to stay um, and fight. Did, did you know having a having a fire brigade that is based uh, just three doors down from your house? Does that mean that you have uh, better access to protection for the from the from by the bush fire brigade, or is this just a place where they're coming and going from, and they are focusing their attention on uh, you know further afield? They were focusing further afield. There was one unit that was staying and um, watering down the um, the actual structure of the uh, uh, the uh, firehouse because they feared that, that they were going to lose that. So I suppose if they lost the fire station, um, it would have uh, been chaotic for, for the firefighters then. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there were there were lots of units coming and going, but, um, yeah, just to see uh, the expression on the men's faces, and even today, because um, on Sabbath it's meant to be even worse. So watching these guys move around even this morning um, in anticipation of what could happen. Um, during on Tuesday, my uh, family home that I grew up in was lost. My wife's family home was lost. My sister's um, uh, home was lost. Uh, multiple friends lost their homes. Um, so it's just uh, it's just uh, about um, about rebuilding and um, and uh, you know the, the community effort here has been so good um, in in the overall like uh, people that I've never even spoken to before are just coming up and. Uh, asking if we need help or if, if we can help them in certain ways. So that's been quite um, um, different, I suppose. Uh, we live in a secular community, which we don't sort of want to, but we do. But it was, it's been really interesting how people have, uh, have banded together. What kind of help do people in the situation, for instance, um, you mentioned that your sister lost her place. What kind yep. of people... In that kind of a what kind of help are people in that kind of a situation needing right now? Uh, well, people are needing food. Um, they're still where we are because we're so close to town. We've got electricity back again. Um, actually, what people really need, um, and over the next few days it will get better and better, but is communication. Uh, lack of communication has been such a big thing. We've only sort of had mobile service in the last sort of twenty four hours, but. Um, but yeah, just just silly things like um, so many people are on uh, uh, electric stoves, so they've got no way of cooking. So we've been buying and um, distributing uh, gas, um, uh, you know, like a portable sort of um, barbecue sort of, so people can do that. Um, uh, but yeah, communication is a real big thing. The lack of communication, no one knows what's happening. On Tuesday night, I happened to get a text from a friend of mine in London, and uh, it was the only person I was able to text and uh, he was telling me how many houses were lost in Bay, Bay from London on Tuesday night and uh, I, you know, I couldn't even find out that information here so it was quite interesting um, that that sort, of, that sort of situation happens. Yeah, th- isn't that just a commentary on the world that we live in today? Um, yeah, exactly. Now with the, um, you mentioned that you, know, you had prayer together as a family that morning and yep. uh, you know, made decisions to you know to, to stay and fight. And I guess you know you, you obviously made the right decision. Uh, you mentioned an ember attack. Were you actually putting out fires on your property? Uh, across the street and behind our house, the embers were going over our house in the properties behind ours and in front of us. So yeah, yeah, we were um, actively putting out um, um, spot fires. And uh, were you relying on you know electricity, as in you know um, pumps and that kind of thing? 
to be able to put fires out or did you have other source of being able to spread water around? Uh, we're still on town water and that never went out. Um, um, I know lots of people on properties that um, uh, once the power went out, they're, they're um, on five-acre property lots and lost water because the, the power goes out so they had no um, pumping sort of thing, and no no way of um, getting water. Um, and in hindsight, those people should have probably invested in generators and, and, and things like that, but I suppose you just don't think about that at the time. Uh, but yeah, so the whole time we, we had water pressure here. We didn't have any electricity, but um, we were still, still able to to, um, to actively put out the fires with the with, uh, with the hoses and uh, from the town water supply. Mm. When you're praying about this as a family, what kind of things go through your mind? I mean, do you do you is there ever a point where you sort of say, well, you know, there's possibly some things that we need to talk about as a family because we might not uh, ever see each other again, or do you just just uh, you know push those sort of thoughts aside? And, uh, and get on with the job of, of fighting a fire? I suppose in uh, retrospective, we, we didn't have an opportunity to, um, to talk like that um, uh, in, until later, after it happened. And, um, and, and then, naturally, we, we came together as a family later on that night and prayed again and, uh, and discussed what could have happened and, and what didn't happen. But, um, yeah, at, at the time, it, was just, it just happened too fast. Um, people thought they had more time, and uh, and it just it just rolled through so quickly. Uh, areas slightly further south than we are, about uh, five kilometres south. Yeah, the fire just rolled through so fast within minutes. Uh, it's a wonder that um, there wasn't uh, losses of lives. Like streets and streets of houses are just gone. Mm, just, just, just tragic. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Do you know, is there a difference? Do you see a difference between the way that yourself as a person of faith deals with a crisis like this? You mentioned that you live in a secular community. Is it affecting you and your family differently to how it's affecting other people in your community? Uh, there is no doubt about that. Um, through our relationship, through our faith with God, through our walk with Christ, we have a different outlook. Um, so many people that I know in this community know, know that we're Adventists and um, over the last few days have come up to us and uh, we, my wife's been out at the um, evacuation centre helping and stuff like that and uh, they they say, oh, you, you as Christians, what, 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 you know, why, why are you so not happy but why aren't you, some people are um, terrified at the moment sort of thing and it's our faith in Christ that um, um, upholds us and uh, that we can rely on. It's that um, relationship with Christ. So many people out there have lost, even if they didn't lose anything, they say, I don't know where to turn. I've got nothing, you know. But that's where uh, uh, we as uh, Christians can turn to Christ. We can have that relationship. We can have that prayer time. Um, it's uh, and, that, and that's been interesting with, with these people in, in, that I know that have been coming up to me and people that I didn't ever think would... Um, Asking me to pray for them. I've been asking, you know, keep me in your prayers and, and things like this, which is fantastic that they, uh, even in, in a crisis like this, that they, um, they are, they, they are thinking that way. People that usually wouldn't, uh, have a Christian thought, um, you know, I'm sure even they are praying, which, um, which these people might ne- never do. So out of this tragedy, maybe things, um, can be, um, more um, you know, these people could turn to Christ, mm. which, uh, which, is, which is, you know, out of such a tragedy would be a fantastic um, outcome. These people know that they, um, they could uh, turn to Christ and have a relationship, a one-on-one relationship with him and, um, um, and move forward in that regard. I think that's one of the biggest messages. I really appreciate what you just said that right then. I think it's one of the biggest messages we need to, uh, as Christians, we need to get out at a time of crisis like this. Is that um, you know is, is the comfort and the hope and the courage that that we're given yeah. when we have that relationship, that connection with God? Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, is your is your local church? Do you have a, a, as a local church? Do you have a um, an opportunity to have an organised response uh, to helping people in the community? Uh, not as an organised uh, response, because as you know, that the the, um, the ADRA system has slightly changed now, so we're not uh, directly um, tied now with the uh, relief agency. But um, I'm the uh, one of the deacons at the church, so it's been my job to contact all the church members and to make sure they're safe and that. 
but so many of these church members have been out in the community um, uh, helping where they can. Um, so w- without my um, input at all, sort of thing, or anyone else in the church, they've just stepped out in faith and gone and done that. So um, it's, uh, it's it's such a it's a, such a, a fantastic thing to see these people just um, uh, be led by the Holy Spirit and, and go out and um, and help where they can. Yeah, that's fantastic, and I'd encourage anybody who's listening in to. Uh to you know, really find a way that you can help in a meaningful way. Maybe you're a, a, a tradie and you can head to one of these areas and, and, and get involved and, and, and do something. Or maybe you're somebody who can contribute to one of the charities that is helping out at this particular time. If you'd like some more information on uh, how you can help out, you can give us a call here on 1-800-324-843. But uh, Shannon from Batemans Bay, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Not a problem, anytime. That was Shannon from Batemans Bay. This is uh, Ryan Proudfoot with A Man Named Job. You're listening to Faith FM. Once was a man with all the possessions that this world could hold. The fathers of riches seemed to overflow, but all he wanted was you. A blameless man who feared God turned away from evil. The greatest man his land had ever known, but all he wanted was you. Tempter came to try to set the Lord against his soul To strip away all that he'd ever owned But all he wanted was you Yeah, just you Just you to question their ways it seems they've led him wrong but then he starts to complain that's when we hear the sound a voice that comes from the wind is here to question you and since you tried to contend i hope you hear the truth that all the wind stars and skies the raging seas the waters rise you can't deny i'm the one that all this has come through I'll always be and I've always been Wherever you've gone, I've been with you then Humble your heart, fall on your knees Trust in my ways when still you can't see When I can't see I trust Falls into the ground Covers his hand to his mouth So words won't utter out My God, your wonderful ways No man can understand So now I'll give you my days 
Cause all I need is you. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. If you've been enjoying Faith FM Radio, then we'd like to invite you to be part of our family of faith at the King Island Seventh-day Adventist Church. We meet at 9am every Saturday morning at 4 Albert Street, Curry, to spend time together studying God's Word and growing closer as friends. For more information or if you have any questions, call Pastor Barry on 0409 416 697. That's 0409 416 697. Can't wait to meet you. What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience, a rewarding career, great employment prospects. When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education, designed for life. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms.